Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. My name is Karina. And in this podcast, Break Fear, Find Freedom... I have conversations with people just like you who have broken their fear and found their freedom, whatever that may be. And you, and shows you how to do the same. So sit back, relax, grab your coffee or your running shoes, whatever makes you happy, and let the fun begin. Oh, by the way, come take my hand and let's go. The door's opening now. Hello everyone, today is Friday again and it's our awesome, awesome Dino Miliotis day. Oh, hello, hello. Hello Dino, how are you today? We're doing great, how about you? I'm doing awesome, thanks. And how was your, the last time we spoke, you were in South Carolina and you were having like really cool family time and you're looking really great. So you obviously had an awesome week. Tell us what happened. Did have an awesome week, and thanks for the compliment. Looking very great because now my head is swelling. Uh, <laughs> it on the screen, you know, um, th- this trip was exactly what I needed. You know, I mean, I was just terrified, and um, you know, going through my thing. You know, just the I- I- severe anxiety and stuff. And um, but as soon as I got there, right. Uh, my cousin has two little kids, beautiful little kids, you know, his wife is great. I stayed there and it was, it was great to keep in mind. I haven't seen my family since my dad passed in 2017. Wow. Plus, you know, I was, I was blitzed out of my mind until (laughs) 2020. It's probably not a good idea, but, but, um, you know, um, God throws you, things that you know you 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 can handle and um you know at the time you know and this is what i'm saying about know your body i mean you you, obviously i'm not a doctor and i don't expect anybody to um you know think they're they're a doctor but we all know ourselves we all know the little voice that talks to us and most of the time we ignore it but um for me um that little voice was telling me that i was missing something and Mm -hmm. uh and, um, you know, I'll give you credit for your show because break fear is about facing your fears, really. Yes. And, um, you know, we've been doing these uh, segments uh, long enough now where, you know, I feel very comfortable and I really take heart, uh, you know, obviously not just in my segments, but but in in the um, the other um, guests that you have on your show. I mean, really interesting stuff. So, um you know, I kind of a- analyzed myself and, you know, what I was needing is I needed to get out of my comfort zone. Like I've done so many times, face my fears. And my fear was, you know, you go see family. Well, you know, they're going to say, hey, how are you? You look good. Next question. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sometimes you're not ready for that. What happened? But I prepared myself in that if I didn't feel comfortable talking about what happened, I just say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable talking about it. It's in the past. Uh, that's uh, 
that's huge, right? That you you had the courage to do that. It is, but but what you're doing constantly, whether you know it or not, is establishing boundaries. Yes. Uh, they call them healthy boundaries. Sometimes they're not healthy boundaries. Sometimes they're quite uncomfortable boundaries to make. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I know that's healthy, but it, it, let's let's call it extremely uncomfortable. But I did OK. Uh, I was very proud of myself and the fact that and, and this is just, you know, by all standards of everything I've done in my life, it's a little thing. But yes. to get on a plane alone, to fly out there um, and, and see um, little little nephews that, you know, I've never seen before. I didn't watch them get born i didn't see them at the christening or anything and all of a sudden stranger and um to see my brother who i haven't seen um you know since 2017 we've talked a few times but we're not that close where we talk to each other every day i think we drive each other crazy (laughs) but um the, the the greatest thrill for me was when i saw my mother um now my mother suffers from um she was diagnosed with it's it's not parkinson's but it's parkinson's like symptoms okay and um you know she's up in age she's about 84 now and um you know when my dad passed was the last time i saw her and and i told her i said mom you know i'm gonna take a little bit of a breather i love you but i'm going through some stuff i didn't want to tell her what and plus if i talk to you it's just going to remind me of you know, my dad's passing. Um, And and she's a trooper. She understood that. But um, she was staying in an assisted living uh, where basically she could do whatever she wants. It's kind of like a resort. But slowly her um, capacities have started to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And they really, really accelerated this last year. To the, to the point where they're basically saying, you know, somebody with this condition probably has a year, maybe less to live. And as sad as that sounds, a year ago, I don't think I'd be able to see her. But when I went out there, I was prepared, you know. Yes, yes. It's not the same mother. I mean, she's lost weight. She shakes. She can't get up out of a chair. She can't even have a drink on her own. You got to feed her. You got to clothe uh... her. You got you know, and but 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 her her mind is still sharp, even though she can't really talk. Um, it's it's a very choppy kind of conversation. But um, as soon as she saw me, she teared up and she was like, uh, you know, and I gave her a big hug. I'm like, it's your favorite son, mama. And she's oh, like, wow. no, I'm not favorite. I love <laughs> both. So still to this day, she can't admit that I'm her favorite son. Do you believe that? <laughs> but but i had a good time i I told her that i was moving out there and she was just thrilled um and um you know i started looking at the lay of the land i started Mm -hmm. looking at you know beach front property uh downtown property country kind of property all beautiful and all like sleepy little towns and stuff like that which i love Yes, yes. And so I was really excited. So Karina, I took the plunge and um, I got a place. <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. I got, yeah. Where did you where did you decide? Uh, Beach, I don't know. Country, to, to, city. Uh, city, city, because it is centrally located. I mean, if I want to go to the Cape Fear River, um, it's three blocks away. 
if I want to go to a very nice ritzy beach, it's 15 minutes away. But the downtown thing has all the nice hotels. It has, it's close to the airport. Um, It has um, a lot of good restaurants that, you know, I I love eating and I love eating good food, not the fast food kind. So I think it's just like a completely new life. You know, I'm uprooting. Uh, not not that it's bad here, don't get me wrong, but again, my problem was and is isolation. Yes, yes. I can't stress this enough, you know. Um, you know, when when somebody comes out clean and sober, no matter what their vice was, uh, no matter if they went to rehab or they stopped cold turkey or they went to the hospital, when they get out, um, there's this inherent um, uh, subliminal need, if you will, to to be good, and I, I use that loosely, but anybody who's a who's a, a recovering addict know, knows what I'm talking about. It's like you don't want to slip up; you're terrified of slipping up. Yeah, it's yeah. a brand new world that's that you know you, you're given a fresh start. For me, because I can't speak for everybody, there's millions of us, but for me, it was the choice to th- th- that I made to 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 stay away from people. Um, so that I can heal and I don't have people influencing me. Because you're talking about a guy that would get a call every five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Get 200 emails a day. You know, everybody tugging on my, hey, you got a minute? You got a minute? You got a minute? You know what I mean? And I didn't want that. I I, I probably couldn't handle that. But I took it so far and it kind of evolved into this total isolation, Mm -hmm. which is not healthy. Especially no. for somebody that loves the thrill and loves the drive, as I do. Yes. But, um, you know, um, and here's the blessings, right? Here's the blessings. So a blessing was that I wrote the book. It was, uh, there is no box for those who are interested. It's available at Amazon. Yes, there and no the box. details are at the bottom in the description <laughs> box. <laughs> so, so this time I did it. So this time I did it. But, um writing the book was therapy for me because, because I, it, it's almost like um, opening up wounds, but you heal when you write about them. Yes. yes. And um, it, it was designed to, you know, take people through an incredible roller coaster of life, ups and downs. The underlying theme is that I always push forward, whether I was high or drunk or sober, it was still the same thing. I just kept pushing forward. I mean, even even with, a, you know, struggling with addiction, I was still moving forward. And I know that's insulting to a lot of people to, you know, say functioning alcoholic, because really for me, functioning alcoholic simply means that my body is so used to drinking mass quantities of alcohol <laughs> that yeah. little, little, little sips don't, don't bother me. So that's not really like a something to be proud of but anyway I was a functioning alcoholic and being not scorned or uh, nobody was discouraging me they all knew I had a drinking problem I mean seriously but I was so successful that it's just something that uh, I think a lot of people don't don't look at like um, you know white collar people people that have what we call professional careers they think that these people go through the same uh, pain and suffering and uh, and and addiction that others go through Uh, that that's just my take 
uh, on it. And, and uh, I, I found that to be true even when I went in rehab. I mean, a lot of these people are, they're like, oh yeah, rich people, they don't, they don't have our problems. Rich people, they, they, you know, they, they just, uh, they just go to rehab, boop, 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 two weeks, they're done. Or uh, they get a blood transfusion and they're okay. Now, you know, everybody's got the same problem. So it's a big deal. It's yeah. a big, yeah. so when I finished the book, um, obviously for me, um, no offense to you or anybody that I've done podcasts with, you know, an hour a day just isn't doing it for me, you know, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm promoting the book um, and it's obviously a different world. It's not the hype and fast paced stuff that I'm used to. Yes. And I don't know, somewhere along the line, I started getting discouraged and disappointed yeah. Not because my book, I mean, my book is successful, but um, it's its not the success of the book that was bothering me. It's the still the lack of personal interaction that I was having with people. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, out of the blue comes um, these two guys um, that started a foundation and um, they were looking to transform um uh, rehabilitation as we know it. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yes. They, they were looking to transform and change the stigma society has on recovering addicts, uh, those with, uh, you know, addiction disorders, as I guess the PC word now to, to call it. And it was cool because it's right up my alley. I mean, there are podcasts where I talked about the same thing. You know, you get out, people look at you a different way. Uh, I'm pretty sure that some people are betting, oh, I'll give them two weeks. I'll give them three months. You know, it's kind of a, I don't want to say, you know, discrimination, but but it is sort of a, a discrimination yeah. because yeah. you're looked upon differently. And this happens every day. This happens mm. every day. Not everybody is as fortunate as I to be able to, um, you know, take seven, eight months and write a book uh, or, or go to rehab and not worry about, I got to join the workforce. I wanted to wait and find something that gave me purpose uh, more so than the dollar signs. I mean, the money is nice and the money is important. Even if you have money, earning money is something that um, just it it, it makes you feel worthy and it makes you feel good. And if you are one of these people that, oh, my God, you're in it for the money then give your money away after you make it. What do you, what do you want from me? But, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's make it first, and then you could decide you have choices on, on what to do. Yes, it gives I you want... more choice as well. If you've got the money, you've got more choice because you can help more people. You, right. can, you can give to your family more, or you can give to charity or whatever it is, but it gives you more choice. And right. yeah. so where everybody's like, I want to help people, I mean, from the – from, from from the smallest dollar amount to five dollars ten thousand dollars you know it, it doesn't matter it's the giving it's the giving that helps and yes. it's not always just tied to money I mean you can't just hand an addict money <laughs> you know no. <laughs> what you have to do is you have to change a lot you have to change the way people view this person and you have to change the way they feel about themselves because you yes. know it, if 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 you have low self-esteem, uh, it shows. It shows. Um, there's a couple podcasts of mine where I was going through my freak out thing. And if you look at it, I'm certainly not bubbly or oozing with. Uh, no, com- of course. And, and people pick that up 
Yeah. And then, you know, they, they react to the way you're feeling. So you'll have negative uh, reactions coming into your life and then you yeah. get upset with them. Meanwhile, it's just the, the energy you're putting out, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's positive energy or negative energy and you can feel it. I mean, even even if I called you on the phone, we weren't looking at each other. Um, I got to the point where, I, you know, I was in telemarketing, as you know, where I knew within the first 10 seconds how the, the mood of the person on the phone. Yes. And it's um, I don't think it's magic. I think everybody can do it if you you know practice enough. But it was it, I, I, I look at it as a gift. Anyway, let's get back to the story. So um, these two guys wanted to uh, started this foundation. It's brand new. Um, the founder read my book um, and loved my perseverance and loved the resonating theme of, you know, you got to keep moving on. Um, and, and um, you know, like like minded philosophies where, you know, look, if I get clean, um, I want to stay clean by feeling like I'm doing something fulfilling. And, and the only way to do something fulfilling is to, you know, what you give out comes back to you. Yes. Tenfold, they say, you know, and so it's it's always something to charge my batteries, but some something to see. Wow. You know, this guy came to me looking like this and they they all look bad when they're, you know, heavily addicted. Yes, and then yes. later on, you just see a spark in their eyes and a smile on their face. I mean, it's priceless. So, um, Karina, you are looking at the new CFO of the higher calling foundation wow congratulations i yeah. love that <laughs> uh, yeah uh, i did it I, I i wanted to work up to that i wanted to work up to but um well that's know, again, exciting so what does that mean it's it's to gotta you? it's gotta be presented to the, to the board and all that stuff but i'll be honest with you i mean this guy flew to where i was because i said i was staying with family flew from pennsylvania to meet me just for two hours, we had a quick lunch and everything we talked about, we were just like in sync, just like, uh, bam. Nice. And I'm like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. This is exactly what I need. And so um, with that, um, I went and got a house and uh, bing, 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 you know, whatever. In my mind, January 6th, I'm there. How's wow. That How's that for out of your comfort zone, huh? I love that, actually. It's really cool. So, so I, I flew back. I flew back um, uh, Tuesday night um, and uh, Wednesday where I would normally be like, well, I'm going to do a podcast and worry about what I'm going to eat for lunch. And then I'm just going to maybe get gas and I don't know, nothing. <laughs> you know? Now I'm just like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's so fun. To, to be active again and yes. and guess and guess what the the anxiety is gone um, the sweaty hands are gone the shaking is gone the second guessing myself is gone it's like it's 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 like being reborn again I don't know how many chances God is gonna give me but obviously he must really like me because uh, you know this kind of stuff doesn't happen every day but this is my chance because like I said in the book, you know, I want to inspire people. I want to provide hope and inspiration to people. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you about the program. Okay. The, okay. 
And I'm going to take this just from my experience when I was in rehab, because it was the first time I ever went. Yes. It's a completely foreign thing to me. I mean, even though I was suffering from addiction, I'm the guy that would say, well, I'm not that bad where I got to go to rehab. I would frown upon the guys who went to rehab, especially the ones that are like, yeah, well, I've been to this rehab. I've been to that rehab. I've been to rehab seven times. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, now I get it. Huh. when when you're when you're an addict you understand that um your mind and your actions most of the time are not are not, are not your own it's not voluntary and um i think there's a lot of family members or friends who are not addicts yes. who can never possibly understand what that means i mean for them their solution is well you know you drink too much you should slow down yes okay yes. Hey, I'll slow down. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. It, it, it's it's a constant kind of reprogramming your brain to understand that this is a alcohol or drugs is a coping mechanism, and yeah, it works, but the long term effects will kill you. Um, yes. You know, your body parts start shutting down. You're like, what's going on? It's it's the drugs and the alcohol. You know, surprise. And um, so when I went into rehab, here's what I noticed. Um, it was a 30-day program. Um, and um, the, the way rehab works, there's very few people that pay in cash. Now, these programs, I'm just throwing out numbers in my rehab thing. But I think I'm, you know, in the ballpark. Yes, it's about yes. $27,000 for a 30-day program. Wow. Okay. Okay. And now for rehabs, and I'm not. You know, there's some great ones out there. There's also some bad ones. Um, yeah. but, but 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 again, their motivation besides treating people and helping them on the road to recovery is money. I, I hate saying business. that. It, it is a business. And yeah. so number of bodies, uh, you know, times 30 days times 27,000, you do the math. That's, a, you know, they're making a lot of money. Now, yeah. in there, in the facility, they have counselors. They have group sessions. Um, I think there were four groups throughout the day. There was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And there was like a free time where you can, um, you know, either go to the gym or the music room or read a book or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, and it was a great program. Um, like I told you before, I mean, for me, it was like summer camp. But I'm very perceptive and I'm extremely inquisitive. So leave it to me to ask the questions that nobody asks. <laughs> of okay? course, yes. Yeah. So I loved my counselors because um, it was the first interaction with somebody that, uh, number one, most of them are former addicts. Uh, uh, they do what they love. And they, there was no judgment. Right. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, you come there day one, day two, day three. And, you know, they they start talking to you and you could care less. You just want to get out and you want to lay in bed and you're just like, I, I don't know, you know. But as a week goes by, especially two weeks go by, you're starting to come alive again. You're bubbly. You're giddy. You're proud of yourself because you're not craving um, what you normally crave. And there's so many people to interact with, uh, your peers, that um, you just never have time to think about that stuff, right? Yeah, but I yeah. noticed something. These counselors were loving what they did, and they 
were happy and and joyful to 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 see this transformation. Week three, that I was even happier, but in week three they started becoming sad, and I asked one of them, "I'm like, why are you so sad? It looks like the happier I get and the more productive I am about plans when I get out of rehab, you're you're you're. I'm not. I'm feeling. I'm sensing a vibe here, right? Yes, yes, and yes, yes." that I have and um, they said oh well no I'm, I'm busy you know there's just a lot of people that just keep coming in the doors and you know it's just kind of frustrating and whatever I said can I be honest with you I'm gonna go real bold on you uh, and ask you a question are you employed by the state or are you employed by the rehab facility okay. they said I wish it was the state but it's the facility okay so I said, here's your problem. <laughs> this is what I said. I said, here's your problem. <laughs> I said that you you love everybody that walks through your doors. And right. the bad part is, is that you know that because insurance doesn't cover more than 30 days, it's time to go in yeah. a week. But you know that the counseling doesn't just stop there. It should continue. Yes. It's Example, how cool would it have been for me to get out of rehab, graduate, whatever you want to call it, get out into the real world and still be referred to working with one of my counselors, yeah. somebody who I yeah. knew, these people that I knew that I felt comfortable with. They have my charts, they have the notes, or at least refer it to a counselor in the outside world. Well, insurance doesn't cover it. Insurance doesn't cover it. Instead, what they do. And again, this is about money, in my opinion, more than help. <clears throat> they'll recommend, they'll recommend, um, I call them halfway houses. I don't know why, but they call them sober living houses. Oh, yes. Which is yes. basic. The old days, they used to call them halfway house. I don't know. I'm old, so uh, don't mind me. But, um, uh, and, and these are houses where there is uh, usually a former addict who works for, um, who works for the rehabilitation center. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like an outsourced program. There's a house. It could contain as many as seven beds or eight beds, two beds to a room, okay. um, a couple bathrooms. It's got to have a front and back exit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a house. It's a house. Mm -hmm. And what you do there is you get tested every week. You know, obviously you pee in a cup. They yeah. test you. Um, there's, um, group meetings in the morning that they go over a, a, a page in AA. And then mm -hmm. there's the evening meeting where, again, you go through a page in the AA and then everybody, you go around the room and it's like, so what does this mean to you? What do you, do you get out of this? You know, yes, that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. All the other time, other than that, you're free to go about as you please you're free to go to work. If you work um, in the area, they try and find one of these sober living houses close to your employment. Mm -hmm. um, and you are immediately immersed into all the vices that exist in the real world. Signs yes. that um, have whiskey bottles and uh, they, they, they have, they promote beer. Um, there's liquor stores almost on every corner, usually in these places. Yes, there, yes. There's bars. Uh, the temptation is great, even for the best of us. Mm -hmm. uh, be, because what's missing is the continued counseling 
which I believe is important in how to cope with these things. Yes. See, when you're spit out in the real world and there's nobody to call, you can't call the counselors you just left. They're, that's not their job. Yeah. They'll remain friends and text you, but they're, um, you know, for the most part, they say, Hey, you know, if you call me, I, I can't answer the phone. I got other patients. You know, I, I you're not my patient anymore. You know, yes. Yes. So people feel out of place, out of sorts, I believe. And again, sober living is covered by insurance. So what they do is, um, like a couple days out, uh, b- before you 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 leave the rehab center, they'll call around and find out if um, this sober living house accepts this person's insurance. And if it does, hey, we got a sober living house. You know, have you ever thought of going to a sober living house? I'm like, no. Um, it just sounds like um, there's too much freedom, um, um, unattended freedom. And I'd rather go to my little house in Idaho where I could see mountains and there's nobody there. That was my choice. That's yes. why I did it. And even though I suffer later from the isolation, I'm glad I did because not everybody is serious. Uh, uh, some, some people uh, slip a lot faster. Uh, let's yes. just that way. Yeah. So I'm glad I wasn't there because it would have been really a lot harder for me, but you got to look at it this way too. Um, Given the choice, most of these recovered people um, that are on the road of recovery, they get out of the bubble, they're in the real world. So we talk, they don't have counseling. They don't have ongoing counseling or somebody yeah. to talk to, even though they push AA. I'm not knocking AA, but it's not the same. AA still to this day has not been proven that it's like scientifically proven that you know, it, it, it'll stop you forever. It's just a tool, one of yes. many tools. I believe more in-depth in counseling and finding out root causes. Yes, uh, so that's the way it should be, yes. Since, since I'm so inquisitive, I mean, it's just right up my alley. But think about all these people that go back to the same environment, that go back to their same job. Let's talk about going back to your own house. Um, a lot of these family members, people in your own house, they're happy for you that you're clean and sober, but they don't know what they're supposed to do to support you. Yes. Most of them don't understand addiction. Yes. And so, uh, you know, there's the support, you know, you can cry on my shoulder and I'll pat you on the back. That's the extent of it. They're, they're, they don't know what they're supposed to do to support that uh, family unit, let's say, right? Yes. And I mean, a lot of times, um, sorry, a lot of times the person becomes an addict because there's a dysfunctional family anyway. Right. So he comes and he goes back into the dysfunctional family. So he has to behave the same way so that he can be part of the family. Because people, I mean, people want to be part, like you're saying, they don't like isolation. They want to be part of something. Right. It means relapsing and starting to drink or whatever or take drugs or whatever it is to be part of that family. They'll do that. Yeah, and so, your, your friends that don't care or understand addiction, let's say, where you know you're sitting and you're 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 in a gathering, you're surrounded by your friends, and they don't mean it, but you know they have a drink. Hey, does this bother you? What are you going to say? Yeah, most people say no, it doesn't bother me. But yet you watch them take a sip, you watch them laughing, you watch them having fun, and you're just like, well, you know, I miss that because you're still you're not past the danger zone by any means, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you're most susceptible right when you get out. That's why so many people relapse. Okay. Yes. 
Now take yes. the work environment, right? You're going to go back into the same work environment. Um, I don't want to get deep or anything like that, but there's a lot of scars involved with that. I mean, there's a lot of triggers. Yes. And so some of your work friends, maybe people that you used to go out with, they remember the old you. They don't necessarily respect the new you. Um, and so it's just kind of a ticking time bomb. So given the chance, given let's just say I was a welder and I worked at a welding place, which is my familiar surroundings, yes. given the chance to find an alternate welding job, which was a brand new environment, I, I don't know anybody who wouldn't take it. Yes, the of course. Thing, the, the other thing that you have to also understand is a lot of these people have never been trained um, uh, post-rehab um, to, to enter a new career in a new workforce. They either have never been trained yes. on, a, on a new job skill, and I don't mean college or junior college. I mean like short-term training programs that give you a skill. Welders, plumbers, automotive. I mean, they all pay a lot of money, and last I checked, you know, where everybody's going to college, getting a four-year degree, and a lot of people don't have a job, uh, you know, these blue collar jobs, as I call them, are in complete demand, right? Yes. But yes. how do you enter the workforce? How do you interview for it? Maybe you have a record. Maybe you are ashamed that um, you, you, you've, um, you, you're, you're, you're a recovering addict. Um, it's things like that, that are people overlook people yes. overlook. it's like well this person doesn't even have a chance if they've never been out in the real world to get a second chance right yes, yes. the other That's thing cool. is you know i keep talking about alcoholism because that was my my choice my drug of choice but there's a lot of stuff now that's far worse there's fentanyl there's uh, meth there's crack obviously you know um uh, and and i'm not saying this negatively but it does a number on your teeth okay um and um as, as much as i'd like to think that the workforce is blind and completely fair and impartial it is not no. it's selective it will choose the presentable people um nice. and, and so if you're clean and sober and you're feeling good but your teeth kind of are a dead giveaway what do you do about your teeth yeah. you know there's things that people don't think about Yes, yes. All right. This foundation is the mother of all motherships after rehab because it does provide job training. It does provide um, uh, coaching uh, to, to, to go to interviews. It does provide, in many cases, um, dental so they could completely get a beautiful smile and they can feel yes. proud. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. It provides the after counseling counseling uh, where um, it will network and it will work with rehab centers all over the country where it's just like, hey, after this person gets out, you know, we'd like to provide counseling, uh, uh, continued counseling, um, you know, and, and you could share the charts and stuff like that. Yes, it yes. does also provide one of the most um, uh, one of the most needed of all fields. And remember, I always talk about, I see voids in the market. Here's one. Yes. Single mothers with child or children uh, that are suffering from addiction. 
very, very, very difficult to, number one, get into a rehab center. Number two, hopefully it's a good one. But very few people are going to entertain the child care that's needed. I mean, a lot of these people don't have family members. And if they do, it's a dysfunctional family. And I'm not knocking these people. I'm just saying, wow, how am I going to go to rehab if I was the only one responsible for a two-year-old baby? Yeah, it wouldn't. But yeah. but but, you know, my reasoning is, well, I can't go in because of the baby when all the while you're getting high and leaving the baby in dirty diapers. I mean, it's just a, it's 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 a horrible thing to think about, but it does exist. Yes. And a lot of these mothers cannot go to places like guys can because uh, or an all women's kind of thing um, <clears throat> be, because they have that extra um, child. Yes. And so what if there was child care uh, available? Okay. All of these services, by the way, through this foundation are free of charge. Oh, I love that, it. Now the people, can, people can donate, obviously, you know, yeah. the, uh, we work on donations, um, you know, and fundraising and stuff like that, which I am going to be responsible for. Uh, but, but, you know, somebody that's gone through the program and somebody that's gone through the services of the foundation, I mean, they could donate if they wanted a dollar, they could donate $5, they could donate, five, you know, whatever, whatever but yes, every little yes. bit helps. This is the next cutting edge this of is care. so exciting because and that's exactly what people are needing is that support after, even though what I've seen now is you need a lot of people are having problems to get into, that's another story, actually into rehab. Right. But that's another story. But after this is beautiful. So yeah. you've got that support so you can increase the probability of staying clean. Absolutely. And the whole thing is, it's not just one place. This is a program. These are services that are networked all over the country. So I'm going to be doing the networking. I'm wow, going to be. Wow, that is I'm very exciting. Go, go back to my to my old rehab facility and say, hey, you know what? Uh, forget your little uh, sober living thing. You know, you start referring people to my foundation. You know, and I I don't see. I mean, this is this is what I do. I mean, I'm not even worried about it. But I I see um, raising a lot of money helping a lot of people and making this the gold standard for aftercare yes. uh, that doesn't exist right now. That doesn't yes. exist right now. Now imagine, imagine having a placement director in the foundation that does nothing else except create relationships with companies and corporations that are ready and willing to take people on the road to recovery. No yes. stigma, no yes. stigma. They're like, yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it could be. It could be, you know, a salary job. It could be a $15 an hour job, whatever. But then they, they, they place a candidate um, in, a, in a brand new job. Yes. How cool is that? I mean, this cool. is such an incredible thing. I was so excited. Um, and if you, if you go back and look at last week's uh, segment, uh, it was, I think, the day before I actually met with them. 
And in my mind, I already had the job. I don't know how I... <laughs> I know. You did say that. It was so cool. I loved it. <laughs> you, you know, but, but the story of my life, I mean, if you, if you, if you want something, you, you, you already know the outcome usually of what's going to happen. Trust your inner voice, people. I'm telling you, it always works, even though we all want to doubt it. It's never wrong. Yes, and I hate yes. Because you think you're smarter than your inner voice, but you're not. <laughs> you're not. Surprise. But um, this is the coolest thing that I've ever done. Uh, it's it's going to be quite rewarding. It's going to keep me busy. It's yes. going to keep me fulfilled. And these are all things, you notice I'm not talking about money, okay? You know, obviously I'm going to get compensated from it, but it, it, it's, it's not the money I'm talking about. I'm saving my own life, honestly, because... Yes. Um, uh, you know, isolation, um, prolonged isolation would have made, drove me mad. Um, and, and now I have an extremely targeted, focused purpose, which is never ending. So what I would do is I'm going to start in a, um, in my new town. Um, I already have, um, five doctors lined up that want to be candidates to, um, to be part of the board. Um, let's see what else I have every newspaper and radio and TV station in the three cities surrounding where I live that want to meet me and they want to expose the story and the foundation. The foundation is made up by basically three recovering addicts, Mm -hmm. uh, me and two other guys. We all share a similar story. We were all fortunate enough to you know, be in a position where we didn't have to go back to a job. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we yeah. also recognize that there's a lot of people who aren't that fortunate that need help. But don't forget also the professional community, the people that everybody thinks are invincible and supermen. There's uh, in many ways when you're holding a professional job, let's say you're a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. And um you know, you, 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 you fall into addiction, you fall into the pitfalls, you go and get help. When you come out, you're not exactly welcomed back by the uh, bar association. Yeah. You know what I mean? In yeah. fact, there's a lot of people who lose their license simply because of that. Doctors yeah. can go through that. Um, I could have gone through that if I let it. You know, here's a renowned businessman and he's a biz whiz and oh, wow, you know, he fell in bad times. Now he comes out. And they all look at you different, you know? And so for us, it's um, understanding that, um, you know, been there, done that. It's not that important to, to, you know, go back to a same career. It's actually more fun and more important to help people and reinvent yourself, which you can do very, very (laughs) easily. So, um, you know, look, if, if, if you watch the last three segments we've done, you'll see a guy who just freaked out then had a panic attack. And then a guy who started feeling better. And then um, a guy who pushed himself out of his comfort zone and traveled cross country. And now here <laughs> I am today, like, like nothing ever happened. So it can happen as quickly as this, or it could take longer, but it does. Um, it does happen. It does happen. So, um, so I'm loving that. So what I'm saying is, um, I think we need to, what if someone, what if I came to you, right, and said, Mm -hmm. Dino, you know, this is my life. Um, 
whatever, I'm, I'm, my business isn't doing so well or, and I need to change my business. Okay. I need to make more money. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's a start to speak to, to get people to call in and say, okay, Nadina, what are you going to do? I mean, you've changed your life. You've changed your attitude and you've you've gone from being really depressed and anxious. I mean, we saw that. I felt that a few weeks ago to yeah. now. It's like, woohoo, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give me? How do I do that? Because I'm also obviously isolating myself, right? Um, yeah. Maybe I'm too scared to go out and network with people. You know, the, the best way I could describe it is whether it's a big step or a little step, face your fear. It could be one fear at a time, but face it because all it is, is just a confrontation. Look, people are going to be afraid of something forever. I mean, yes. you can't not be afraid. I mean, it's, it's part of our nature, but if you understand it, it, it just softens the blow so much. It's like, mm -hmm. um, uh, again, I mean, I, I, I dug deep. I don't know if people daydream, I would recommend it. I don't know if they soul search, you know, some people look at it as dwelling on the past, but the only way we could go forward is understanding the past, not lamenting it, but put it in its proper place. Right. Yes, you don't yes. want to forget the past you, but 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 you know all good and all bad has purpose and so for me you know i just started obviously i mean i'm talking to a counselor too don't get me wrong so i'm not like this wonder kid but for the most part honestly the little voice figured it out uh for himself yeah there are underlying issues yeah i'm finding out that there's been anxiety in my family for generations not just one generation yes, and, yes. and I, I get that but um, so what? So what? Um, I understand that I can't be idle. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to be psychotic uh, and just like, you know, do everything where, you know, you get these <laughs> nillies and they're like, OK, let's go. You know, I, I don't I'm not that. But um, I, I just don't want to sit idle. You know, I'm a guy who's always had a, a, a really, really percolating, fertile brain. I've always thought of creative ways to do things. I've always thought of ideas. Um, I've never been shy to socialize with people. And all of a sudden to think that you could just turn those switches off and live a um, an isolated, uh, secluded life is ridiculous. Um, you know, if if I lived like that all my life, I'd say, OK. You know, and, and, you know, some 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 people do just fine like that. But I've never lived my whole life like that. And so mm -hmm. how can I just like turn it off and expect everything's going to go? Your mind's going to take so much, but then it compounds, it compounds. And then the littlest things start bugging you. And next thing you know, you got a full blown panic attack. Yeah. At least that's what happened to me. Yeah. And the good thing is, is that instead of just um, being afraid to you know, and tiptoe around things. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to plunge in. What's the worst thing that could have happened on this trip? I would have had anxiety. Well, I would have had anxiety here too. So yes, what? Yes, but the best yes. thing that could have happened is what exactly what happened, which is um, I realized that um, I enjoy being around people. Mm -hmm. So the advice I tell people is, um, you know, start like if you're afraid to go out of your house, take a step outside one day. If that's if that's, uh, you know, that's a start. 
Yes. You know, then take two steps, then get in your car, take a drive around. I mean, meet somebody uh, even for five minutes. It could start that way. Now, that's being like totally like really, really enclosed. But for a lot of people, it's um, it's not that they want to tr- they don't want to try new things. It's that they're afraid of trying new things and not necessarily, I'll say, because they're afraid of failing. It's the daunting task in your mind that suddenly comes. Like as an example, I want to move by January the 6th. Do you have any idea how many things I have to do between now and January 6th to make that happen? And if I think about it all at once, it's overwhelming. Yes. But if I sit there and say, well, I'm going to do this today, I'm going to do this tomorrow, I'm going to do that. Then it it starts it starts becoming a little um, a little easier, and that's the name of the game. I mean, spoon feed your yourself, uh, you know. Don't don't guzzle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, you can use that one if you want. That's a good I love one. that. But yeah. sometimes it's nice to guzzle, right? Like sometimes I'd love to go to. I love ice cream, right? It's beautiful to go and buy big ice cream and just. Guzzle it, just enjoy yeah. it, right? Yeah, it's but not then, every day. Then you, then get you... Pretty... <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> or you, or you feel really down and out afterwards because it's too much sugar. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's another story. Look, everything in moderation, and you know, I understand people want a good job, they want a good career, and they want to make money, they want to be a good provider, they want to feed their family. All those things are great, and they give you confidence, and they make you feel good, right? Yes, but. Go beyond that where you do more, um, which is helping somebody else. doesn't always have to be money. It could be advice. It could be a nudge. It could be a push. It could be just just the support. Um, all those are good things. And all those things also are personally rewarding, especially yes. when you see your efforts. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not going to help somebody and say, hey, you see what I did? Look, look, look. No, no. <laughs> Because of me, but I know, I know, and they know, and that's all that matters. I don't yes. have to televise this to the, to the world. So, um, you know, anybody that's interested in helping out um, the donation, I mean, anything, uh, the foundation, anything will help in donations. Yes. Setting it up right now, but I'll go so bold if you could post it on your on your uh, link, and I'll leave my phone number. You guys can call me. Um, it'll obviously leave a detailed voice message. Um, I'm not going to pick up strange calls from all over the country, but leave leave a message, and I will personally call you back and uh, take your donation. Uh, every little bit helps. We're launching something very very quickly. Um, you know, shortly after I move out east, um, I'm going to have my first fundraising gala there. Nice. And um, I'm going to have the press there and I'm going to have radio there and I'm going to do some podcasts and um, things like that. And Karina, I got to tell you, with your background, you'd be like one of the perfect candidates for um, for the foundation to 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 use for your area for counseling. I mean, seriously, that's what it's all about. Um, and how rewarding would that be? You know what it's- I mean? 
Brilliant. I'd love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, remember it's the uh, higher calling foundation, uh, the, the, um, uh, the um, fundraising arm of mine is called uh, foundation fundraisers. And um, I'm actually building an office there too. Aside <laughs> from the house. This this is fast stuff. This I don't, is very fast, but I it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for right now, the crude method is I call people back. I could take uh, you know payment over the phone or whatever. Any donation helps. But um, I, I will in the in the in the weeks to come launch the full site and uh, how people can help um, volunteering um, as well as. Um, um, with donations, you know, just it's not all about money, but obviously there's a lot of all these services are free. Um, the patients, you know, don't ever have to pay. You know, they can they can contribute if they want, but it's not going to prevent the care that they get. So the, everything that operates is through love and giving. So mm, that's I love important. That. So all the details will be down below. Um, on the description, so check it out. And then um, hopefully by next week, we'll have some uh, website or something up and then we can share that. So this, yeah. is, this is very exciting stuff, Dino. I'm excited and it's ex going to be exciting to see how it evolves because we, we started right at the beginning. So every week we'll see how it evolves and it's very exciting. And all the people that you can help, I come yeah. thousands and thousands of people Millions. make changes in their lives and in their families' lives. It's beautiful. Yeah. So for somebody that was bored, um, be careful what you ask for because <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be really uh really busy. But but how fun is that? You know, it's just like a breath of life. Yes. Uh, and, and you can have all the fun creating all these um fundraisings. That's also so much fun, right? I know it's like planning a wedding <laughs> week somewhere you know what i mean yes yes all you got to get the entertainer you got to get the food you got to get the live and silent auction items it's going to be a blast right. uh, so and, and one of the good things that we're we're also talking about is exactly uh, our first podcast together where we're talking about you know i'd like to show people how you start something from scratch and then it just blossoms. Well, we're doing this right in front, in, in real time, right in yes, front of people's yes, eyes. Yes. We also did um, uh, my minor setback, my minor freak out with anxiety right before people's eyes. This is not an act, people. This is yeah. this uh, really me. I mean, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So on days that I didn't feel good, I'm sure I didn't look good. I looked like this in one of them. I saw my, <laughs> like deer in the headlights, but you know. You did, by, but you did it. That was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Changed by the magic of the anti-anxiety medication that I was taking. <laughs> that I had no idea what it was going to do to me. But I'm like, and, but and still, I'm like, you know what, damn it, I'm going to do Karina's show. I'm not blowing off her show. So. Well, thank yeah. you, Dino. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in the headlights, uh, but 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 good, good. I want people to see that. I want yes. people to see that. You know what? All things are possible. And if you go back and look at those segments versus now or our first couple segments together, you'll see this is this is the real me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dino. I think on that note, it people remember Dino's book, 
you can check that out. There and my no book should be coming Amazon. out soon. Amazon, we'll talk about that soon. And of course, any donations. Uh, anything else just before we go, Dino, that you would like to say? No, except what crazy guy leaves their personal cell phone number uh, for people to call? I'll call you all back, I promise. Uh, <laughs> that but, is crazy. But this but is I, the you know nothing to hide here everything's on the show you know when we talk on segments when we say hi to each other before we go live it's like well, okay so what do we, anything special we'll talk about and i'm like uh let's just roll and we <laughs> always finish a full show and it's always interesting i think right yeah thank you so much again dino thank have you. an awesome awesome week you too and um we'll see you next week yep you got it <laughs> bye, bye everyone have fun. Thank you for listening. And thank you for listening right to the end. Now, if you want to know more about breaking fear and if it's keeping you stuck, check out the quiz. The details are below. Subscribe so you can hear some more of this delicious um, conversations. And then watch out for my book, The Clank of Chains, which is coming out very soon. Thank you again for being here and we will see you next time. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.